Welcome to Your Brand Amplified, the podcast where we interview marketers, publicists, and brands to learn their stories, what makes them tick, and tips and tricks that make a difference. I am Annika Jackson, back with another great episode of Your Brand Amplified, and I am so thrilled today to have Rogelio Rodriguez. Rod is the visionary behind Risen Growth Marketing Company. This is such an important topic. Rod, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much for having me, Annika. Absolutely. And I am so interested to dig into your background. You are a former Marine. You started your business with DJing, which I love because I started out as a club promoter. Nice. <laughs> so I That's always feel awesome. like we learned so much in those formative years yeah, in that absolutely. community. And those are still things that I use today, right? You've also built several multi-million dollar businesses. So let's backtrack and talk about starting your first business, what you were doing, going into the Marines. I mean, right there, that's a lot to unpack before we even get to growth marketing. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. When I was little, I had two dreams, right? Like I wanted to be an entrepreneur and I wanted to be G.I. Joe. So <laughs> wow. I did the G.I. Joe thing first. I mean, I started the DJ business with my friends. It was kind of like, I remember sitting down with the lawyer and him looking at me like, are you serious? Or, <laughs> or, you know, I was like young. So he gave me a list of things to do. So I did them, you know, but I really wanted to be G.I. Joe. So I joined the Marine Corps at 18. I actually signed and paid my paperwork before September 11th. Mm. September 11th happened. I realized I'm like, oh, I think I'm going to get deployed. I'm definitely going to war. Learned a lot, got deployed. I actually met my business partner in the Marine Corps, my current business partner. So when we got back though, we were like, can't take orders anymore. We got to figure something else out, right? So went into sales, learned sales and actually started online uh, after around, it was like 2007, 2008. Mm -hmm. started dabbling on eBay and did very well. That's actually my introduction into like SEO, right? Like search engine optimization. I learned how to like manipulate the search engines and my listings for them to come up on the search results on eBay. But then I was like, oh, I mean, eBay is only like 6% of the search market. I think Mm. Google's like 80 something percent at the time right now. I think it's like 90% of the search market Mm -hmm. right now. So I started building websites. I kind of picked up Dreamweaver. I don't know if you remember Dreamweaver or if you ever used Dreamweaver. It's like a website builder. I had two screens. One, look at the code and the other one to see what it looked like after oh I, after you change the code. <laughs> and that was like my intro into the whole like building a business from scratch mm-hmm. while leveraging the internet, right? Kind of like my intro into growth marketing because I realized that by having the right keywords, having the right system in place or the website built, it would actually attract people because people were typing into the search engine mm-hmm. what they wanted to find. And as long as I gave that solution or that answer and my content on my website, I would come up on the search results. Yeah. So I learned a lot. That's kind of like in my background. And that's how I transitioned from infantry marine to amazing <laughs> to business builder. Yeah. Wow. So it was very organic, like yeah, the whole absolutely. process of learning and figuring out. And I think that's one of the great things about entrepreneurship from the perspective of somebody like you or me, we are scrappy. We figure it out ourselves. We didn't go to school for this, even though I teach it now, <laughs> you know, I think that really helps you when you have to figure out how to do everything yourself and you learn all those components because then you can advise your clients better because you've been there. You've done that. You're not just saying it from an academic viewpoint. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm very fond of education. Even though I didn't go to traditional schooling, but I teach at Miami Ad School, I teach marketing. So I feel you right there. That's very important (laughs) to continue that. Continuously improve, right? Uh, Which is part of the whole growth marketing venture. Exactly. Well, and you're also a platinum tier HubSpot certified partner. 
What does that entail? My agency specializes in HubSpot. HubSpot's the tool that we use to, I call it like a scale, right? Like when you go to the gym, right? Mm -hmm. The way that you know that you're progressing is you get on the scale, you see you've lost a little bit of weight and you see the progress, right? It's a a way of measuring your progress. That's what HubSpot is for us, right? We Mm -hmm. recommend it to all our clients. Most of our clients are on HubSpot. It helps us with tracking the results from the very beginning Mm -hmm. of attracting the people to our website and analyzing how they're behaving all the way through them actually like buying the product or service and becoming a customer. So you can see the entire customer journey inside tool set. So yeah, we started, I guess, like they used to call it value added resellers, Mm -hmm. but they call it the partner program, which has been super beneficial for our agency as well as for our clients. Very nice. So what have you seen as some of the big changes from the time that you started in websites and SEO and marketing and figuring out how to do things for your business to now? Mostly technology. And Mm -hmm. I'm a big fan of technology and leveraging. I think I may annoy the team sometimes because I'm always like, oh, look at this new tool that I found. (laughs) Go check it out. But the amount of time that it takes, the effort that it takes is a lot less than when I started. I mean, just like I explained Dreamweaver, right? Dreamweaver was HTML code on one side and then hitting preview to be able to see what you did, (laughs) your work. Now there's like tools, I mean, from Squarespace to even Shopify has a built in like what you see is what you get kind of builder where you Mm -hmm. can just like drag and drop kind of like your own website experience. Yeah, it's all templated. Yeah. Which is very, very different than when we started, right? Like, I think like the progress has been immense. Even now, like now that I look at it, like chat GPT is all the rage, but we've been using a tool called Jasper for, I think like this is like our third year using it. And it's been great for us because it's been able to cut down the time that it takes to produce the content, right? That we're looking to produce. So you must have read my mind because I was just about to ask that question. One of the classes that I teach is about digital media management and ad tech and martech stacks and going through that whole process and big conversation, of course, is around AI. In mm-hmm. fact, I think I have a list that somebody started of like over 600 AI resources. Wow. But that is a big discussion for marketers, for publicists, but also for academics of how are students going to use AI, but then how are we going to use it to be better at what we mm-hmm. do and Absolutely. find the right tools? Because like you said, there's so much new tech out there. It can get very overwhelming and confusing. You know, We have the high level overview of the tech. We work with people who work in the tech, but what you do is definitely not my area of expertise. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sure. No. And I think just to kind of cover some of those ideas, right? I think I look for simplicity a lot of the times. Like Google is super simple, right? Like you ask it a question or you type in a few words and it gives you the results. And I see chat GPT the same way, right? As long as you know what questions to ask, mm-hmm. it'll output the result that you want. Now, it's far from perfect, right? It has a lot of issues. I was actually on a trip with a friend who's a lawyer and I introduced him to chat GPT and he had a question about a law specifically, right? Mm. And I'm like, oh, let's ask ChatGPT and let's see what it says. <laughs> and it actually came up with the citation of the exact law that he was looking for. And wow. it, it cut down his research time, right, considerably, because he doesn't have to go into like a database like LexisNexis or mm-hmm. other tools. But then on the other side, it's like, is that output correct? Like, is the logic right, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you still need a human to come in and take a look at it and verify that that information is correct. I mean, because there has been instances, I don't know if you've seen it. I've seen some videos where like ChatGPT will give you an answer, but... But it's not the correct answer, right? Like it, it cited something, but that citation was actually incorrect. 
right? Yeah. So I think we have to like just take it easy, little steps, right? Little step in how to approach the adoption of that technology. Because what I see happening is like companies will go all in, like businesses will go all in a specific technology and not really like fully understand it. And then it fails, right? The adoption rate inside the organization fails. Right. And if you don't take it little steps at a time, that's what tends to happen. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, Keep it simple and take it step by step. So use the tools, but with the caveat, it's not going to be perfect because it was humans who had to input all the information that goes into (laughs) these algorithms and spits out the AI back to us. Yeah, I've read some concerns about that. You know, people being hired overseas and not paid a fair wage. And then also, depending on what country you're in, the vernacular is slightly different. So mm-hmm. the way that somebody's inputting the information might not spit out the perfect American English version of what you're trying to say. So yeah, the caveat is use it to help cut down on time, but always verify the information. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. That's, that's good to know. So let's also talk about growth in general. What kind of strategies? You do lead gen, right? With your company as well. That's our main focus. Yeah. Lead gen. I get approached by lead gen companies all the time. They're like, oh, we can do lead gen for your marketing firm. And it's really hard to cut through the right questions to ask, right? So how do you know you're getting an agency that's actually going to do good work for you? What kind of questions should somebody ask when they're looking to work with a lead gen agency? And is there a certain point in the business cycle that it makes more sense than like, maybe you don't want to do that when you're first starting your business? You know, where in the growth cycle is it most appropriate to start this kind of work? I know I just threw a whole bunch of questions at you. (laughs) No, I think those are very good questions. I mean, in terms of when to start, I would say when you have a good good understanding of whether the service or the product that you're selling has market fit, right? Like you Mm -hmm. have some clients already in play and you want to magnify the results that you already having for those current clients, because that'll make it a lot easier for the lead generation side, right? Mm -hmm. And as far as the questions that you should ask, you have to ensure that the lead generation company understands your business because there's complexities in each business, right? Every business is different, whether you're selling a product or a service could be very different. So as long as they understand even down to the sales cycle, how long it takes Mm -hmm. to sell your product, what could go wrong if they experiencing your product, all those things, right? Like they have to intimately know that in order to be successful at the lead generation side, right? Because the lead generation side is not only like a cold audience that you're trying to attract, right? But it's also the referrals that you're getting from your customers. It's also the good PR that you may get naturally because you're doing something good in the community, right? Mm -hmm. There's a lot of facets of lead generation that maybe most companies don't take Mm -hmm. into consideration right? Like when we run a campaign for us, it's really about first understanding the target market intimately. So we run message testing first, almost like a market study to understand Mm -hmm. what kind of messaging resonates with that audience. And then we work backwards and build out campaigns that are filled with those resonating messages from the ads to the landing pages to the actual like follow through and email nurturing campaigns are Mm -hmm. also important that you understand like, hey, are you fulfilling the need right now of your target audience? And as they're going through the buying stage, right? So yeah, that's what I would say. And other questions to ask, obviously experience, right? Some lead generation companies have more experience in certain verticals. Like we're very experienced in like home services. A lot of companies that I'll give you an example, like impact windows and doors, HVAC companies, plumbing companies, electrical contracting companies. Those are the companies that we have a lot of experience with. So if another company has that experience, it's good to understand that they have a more intimate understanding of your business than others would. I would definitely ask that as well. 
That makes a lot of sense. And I think lead gen is a big concept. So there are companies that will do things like take over your LinkedIn profile and message people from your LinkedIn. There are people who will do the same thing on Instagram and DM people to get business. And then there are also companies. I know there was one company that was a lead gen company. They set up appointments for me, but people they're setting up appointments, I think they had like five or six different companies that they were working under. And so the people, when we get on the phone, they didn't even really know what the conversation was going to be. And so that's Mm. not a good feeling for me or for Mm. the potential prospect. So I think you're talking about a more structured... And this is also what I see when we work in workforce development and education. Mm-hmm. It's the more we have the landing pages, we have the email sequences, the drip campaigns, we have the ad campaigns running on Meta or LinkedIn or what have you that funnel people in. It's a much more targeted approach. It's yeah. not just the spray and pray, which I think a lot of people who say they do lead gen, I mean, that's where I want to also make the distinction between companies like yours and then other companies that are out there. Yeah, no, absolutely. I agree. When it gets convoluted like that, it's the experience for both sides is usually terrible. And <laughs> we try to stay away from that experience, right? Because it's about like, how can we reach the right audience and fulfill their needs, right? right. That's, there's always two sides to the whole equation. So we yeah. got to make sure we come together with that communication strategy that connects them. Absolutely. So if you could start a new business tomorrow, what would that business be? You've done so many different things. <laughs> yeah, no, I think it's something to do with travel. You know, mm. I like traveling. So something like that. Yeah. Maybe yeah. travel. I don't know exactly what, but it'd probably mm. be revolved around either some kind of like personalized adventure Ooh. type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds fun. It sounds like something you could go ahead and start creating the website and all the back end stuff for (laughs) while you're still formulating the idea. Yeah. And it's one of those beautiful things. As an entrepreneur, you've done many different things and all of those. So help you know exactly how to craft that message, that marketing and that sales funnel for whatever you decide to do next. And I think as entrepreneurs, we have a lot of ideas of different things we want to do and they might not all fit in the vertical we're in now, but that's just part of the way our brains work. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think like that now more than ever, right? Before I, I kind of like shied away from applying it the same principle at another type of business. But now yeah. I feel like, no, this model looks like it'll fit right in. Nice. <laughs> so let's try it out. Yeah. Awesome. What continues to inspire you to work in this business, to work with the kind of clients that you work with? The people, you know, I enjoy the connection. I enjoy the growth of each individual that we work with. A huge part of running a business that's focused on growth is like you invest in the people that you're working with, your Mm -hmm. colleagues, but also the growth of like our customers, right? We've seen individuals go from marketing managers to marketing directors to, (laughs) you know, C-suite. It's fantastic to be able to see that. And that effect that we can have on people to help them continue to grow in their careers. Amazing. And I'd love to hear if you, you don't have to share a company if you can't, but a case study of some company that you worked with and, you know, you just took them to another level, but they didn't stop working with you, right? They kept working with you because you were an instrumental part of their growth. Yeah. So we have a company called Alco Windows and Doors in Miami. Mm -hmm. I think they were around 300,000 in sales when they started with us and they grew 349% in four years. So they're around a $20 million mark, right? Amazing. And they're still a client. And they're, I mean, they're going to be continued to be a client as well. The owner happens to be a Marine as well. We get along very well. So it's one of those things where like we built this strong relationship based on their growth and truly a partnership between our agency and them. Amazing. I love that. Yeah. 
Do you think that, because I often feel like people have been in the military, when you come back into civilian life, it can sometimes be a hard transition. On one hand, you have to figure out what you want to do next. On the other hand, you have all these amazing skills that are a real asset for any business or any company that you'd want to be part of. Yeah, it is a difficult transition. And I think about it too, like for a long time, like when I got back in 2005, I was like so focused on business. I didn't really realize like my interpersonal skills, maybe. Mm -hmm. diminished a little bit right like being a marine you're like you're going all the time you don't exactly have maybe an understanding of that the way that you react or interact with people may be too military right it was actually my business partners like you can't do marine corps style in the civilian world and in terms of that when i got back the thing that suffered the most was my connection to people right like because Mm -hmm. of the way that i was reacting the way that i was interacting just in general with everybody in 2015 i actually went to go see get help. I got the help that I needed. There's a lot of resources actually for veterans transitioning from a military occupation to the civilian world, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And every skill that I learned in the Marine Corps, the leadership skills, the communication skills. I got my first job teaching actually was in the Marine Corps. I used to teach people how to take apart and put together machine guns, right? Completely different than what I'm doing now. But all those skills actually like added up to become like a long-term benefit. But oftentimes I find that there's a slight difficulty in that transition, right? Whether it's uh, mental health or there's actual physical adaptations that you need to go through in order to adapt to the civilian world, right? Mm -hmm. It's a completely different set of stressors that you face when you get back. Yeah. So to that point, it's great that you lifted up some resources and I'd love to share them in the show notes too. Resources that are available for veterans because I think it's very important to think about as now I'm working and really in the world of workforce development and education and digital equity and making sure people get the skills that they need to get good jobs and veterans are a big part of that. Yeah, absolutely. I'll share the resources. I'll send them in an email after the show. Thank you. So what else would you want to do besides start a business that's a travel company of some sort, maybe a bespoke travel company? Are there other occupations that you've always wondered if that was going to be your next thing or that's something that you should have pursued? Yeah, I'm a firefighter. That seems like a cool job. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Helping. Okay. Yeah. I see all of that using the same skills that you had in the military, helping people, something that you're doing in your daily life today with your business as well. Yeah. I think I would enjoy that. That's another something I would enjoy for sure. (laughs) Are there any resources, books, websites that people should go to to find out more information about growth marketing and lead gen and really kind of demystifying that process? Our website, gorizen.com, G-O-R-I-Z-E-N.com. That's a great resource. I would also share CXL.com. It's conversion rate optimization experts, kind of like schooling, right? Like you sign up and you get like access to all these mini courses. Oh, cool. We found it super helpful. We use it internally. HubSpot has the HubSpot Academy. I mean, We are all certified in different HubSpot certifications, like from social media all the way to digital marketing. So many free resources for marketers. It's amazing. You know what? I should put together a website with a list of all of them, like 1,000 resources for marketers. (laughs) Along with demystifying the process of lead gen, making sure people are coming to the right company to help them with lead gen and do it very effectively for their business case. I think that's another issue. There's so much information, even as marketers, like you said, with tech, like I'm always like, oh, I want to learn from that email marketing person or this person or that person. And then I downloaded all these resources, but then I don't have time to get to them Mm -hmm. because I'm so busy doing the work. So I think it really helps to offer up and 
the fact that you've mentioned, you know, three really good resources right here is going to be very helpful to the audience to demystify because with all the people, all the squeaky wheels out there, it also, I think that again, leads back to doing the right kind of lead gen. If there's so much information out there on the internet, there are so many people trying to sell their products or services and tell you that the way that they do it is the right way. Yeah. So how do you know? How do you break through all that noise? Right? Yeah, it's definitely, it's tedious. When I think back at it, I mean, I'm a big fan of reading and the people that I look up to are maybe like really early adopters of the internet, like Dan Kennedy, like Perry Marshall, Russell Brunson, right? Those guys are like, for the most part, where I got like my foundational start, right? Mm -hmm. In their books. But now I mostly use CXL, Conversion XL and HubSpot and our own website. And I try to produce much helpful content as possible as well myself. Whenever I learn, I share the little tidbits that I pick up from those people. What are some of the books that you're reading right now? So I'm working through a book called Personal Socrates. Headlines like better questions, better life, right? Kind of like just applying uh, the Socratic method to yourself. Yeah. And asking questions. I am like halfway through Ray Dalio's, the last book that he came out, the Changing World Order book. I don't know if you've heard of that one, but yeah, that one as well. And then one for fun that I'm reading is called Havana Nocturne. It's the story of like gangsters in Cuba before Castro took over. Whoa. That sounds really fascinating. Yeah, that was fun. I mean, it's a true story, but it's just like, I can't believe this is true. There should be a movie, right? Well, maybe it will be. Yeah. We'll put that out to the universe. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Rod, is there anything else that you'd want to share with our audience? Nope. I'm grateful to be here. And if you need anything else, you can reach me on social media at RodUSMC. That's my nice. tagline. Um, you can find me there or my phone number is on our website. So feel free to text me. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you're want. opening up the floodgates here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> awesome. And we will have your website, some lead gen tools. Yeah. I'll share the lead gen tools. If anybody wants to take a look at what a lead generation program should include, that's probably the best place to go and check it out. We call it Smart Lead Gen. It shows you the process that we follow and what we do for our companies. Fantastic. Yeah. I think anybody who is thinking about lead gen strategy needs to review that just to make sure that you are asking the right questions when people are approaching you on you know, the many LinkedIn messages or cold emails <laughs> that I get on a daily basis that I know everybody else does too, that you can really cut through the clutter and find the right solution and the right lead gen company for yourself. Rod, I always like to ask if people have a favorite quote or mantra, words that you live by. A lot of things. I have a board right in front of me where I keep like some of my favorite quotes. So let's see which one. (laughs) Being a professor at Miami Ad School. So like I have three words that I use that remind me of like what I'm doing right for my purpose. So it's to educate, engage and empower. Right. Those are my three words that I'd like to share with my students. That's my objectives with them. Those are amazing objectives. And I think that you use them every day in your business and in your teaching. So thank you for doing that. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Fantastic. Well, thank you to our audience for coming back for another episode of Your Brand Amplified. I will have all the information to reach Rod and Risen in the show notes. And I will be back again in a few days with another amazing expert. In the meantime, have a beautiful day. Want more? Check out amplifywithannica.com or follow me on socials at amplifywithannica.com.